Hello, and welcome to Going Blind Sucks. I am your host, Dustin Diodato, and with me, as always, is my co-host and lovely wife, Joy Masters. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Cool. What's going on with you today? <laughs> well, um, it's warm. Yeah. So I'm warm. That's about all I've yeah. got. All right. Um, what about you? Um, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's, let's get into it. Yeah. That's um, so this week, uh, we're going to talk about something that um, I perhaps allude to a lot. I probably talk about more often than I realize, but I'm uh, afraid of, and that's being angry or uh, being rageful or whatever you want to call it, depending on if you, I guess, is that one of the seven deadly sins? Uh, rage? rage? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. We got to go back and watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, that'll tell us all the official. <laughs> yes. That's the only that's the only real way to find out Watch whether or not. Yeah. yeah. Uh anyway. Um yeah, when a lot of times in this podcast we'll talk about uh I'll, I'll talk about being scared or I'll talk about being stressed out or having anxiety. Uh but but I don't talk about being mad as much as I realistically am. Because uh, mad is kind of a inherent byproduct of all of those other things. Because uh, nobody wants to be those things. Nobody's ever like, "I'm scared. I'm super cool with that." You know, <laughs> like uh, they love are to be fearful, right? Um, they are in the sense of like, uh, you know, uh, like a haunted house kind of. You know, oh, I see. Yeah, you know, at a at a carnival ride, people like to be scared or on a roller coaster, but not that's not like real scary. That's just like that's more yeah. exhilaration. Than, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things that I think uh, societally we frown upon is being angry. Uh, and I know I spent a great deal of my therapy fighting with my. <laughs> therapist where he's like well, what why are you here because like, i want to be so angry and he's like why is angry bad and i was like i don't know because because you, you shouldn't be angry because you should be like a like a monk uh, <laughs> uh and he's like no no angry is just another way of saying is, is your mind saying like the thing that's happening right now is wrong it's unjust it shouldn't be so like that's bad make it different uh and that that was really annoying to hear. Uh, Why? <laughs> because it uh, it meant that I couldn't get rid of it. You know, like I thought that if, if angry was curable, then I could be like a monk and just happy, and I could see a rainbow all the time, and <laughs> you know, talk to butterflies. But because <laughs> that that's what monks do. I imagine, as, yeah, and uh, flowers. I think they talk to flowers too. Yeah. Um, but if like, if angry was somewhat unavoidable, that meant the position that I was in was going to be the position that I was sort of always in. Mm. And he didn't mean it quite that way. Uh, I think he meant like, deal with the thing that's making you angry, but it's okay to be angry about it while you deal with it. Okay. Because you shouldn't just stifle it away. That makes sense. But what yeah. do you do when you can't change the thing that's making you angry? Uh, well, that's what we're here for. Ah. Uh <laughs> Uh, not that I have an answer for it, but okay. uh, well, I don't think that you can do anything about it, you know. And you know, like, and as I was writing this, I I could hear people 
say in response, like, well, if there's nothing you can do to change it, to just make the best of it. And, you know, what's the use in being angry about it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I agree to do the first half of that because I can change it. So I'll make the best of it and, uh, you know, do whatever I can. The second half is none of your damn business, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like to tell a person, like the, the sh- most surefire way to make a person angry is say, don't be mad, you know, or oh, don't yeah. like. Stop being angry. Yeah, stop being angry. Like that, there isn't a person on the planet who's just like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Now like, that you mention it, I'll just yes. stop. I'll just turn that right off. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that like anger tends to fuel itself. You know, it likes to, it is very much like a, uh, I'm trying to figure out the right analogy. I'm thinking like Ivy, you know, it likes to grow and find new things to climb on and all that. And it'll like figure out a way to cover this out of a building. Is insidious the word? Could be. Okay. Maybe uh, I should look it up. <laughs> uh, but it's self, it's self-feeding too, yeah. isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, sorry, I had to take a drink of water. That's okay. Um, so the, the problem is that when you try not to be angry or when you try to hide that anger, it kind of like, it fuels itself, you know? And, and I think for, you know, for me, I want to say for a lot of us, but I don't know. I'm just going to say for me, uh, that it's that attempt to be cool about it that secretly in your brain makes you that much more annoyed because you're trying to be like as cool about it as you can. Uh, there was an episode recently of uh, Inside Amy Schumer. And she talked about uh, a photo shoot that she did uh, with is it Annie Leibovitz. Mm-hmm. Is it the famous one? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was like nude or mostly nude, but it was very like showing a lot of skin. Right. Uh, Shoot. And, um, you know, but she's like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm going to do it and it'll be cool. And, you know, like she's a, she's a talented photographer. She'll hook me up. And she's like, the one thing that you don't want to hear when people see a picture of you naked is that's brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, it made me laugh. And, uh, it also started made me thinking about like the concept of being brave. Uh, and people, uh, people mean it as a compliment. A hundred percent, they mean it as a compliment. Absolutely. Um, but nobody ever wants to be brave. I feel like they have to be brave because of the situation that they're in, or they can choose to be brave. But the very act of being brave means you are overcoming overcoming something that you absolutely positively don't want to have to overcome. Okay. You know. I think so. Like it's, I don't think, actually, no, I don't think that's necessarily true. Cause if, if you're one of your brave things is to go out into the world and go to a Broadway show in the middle of Times Square, you want to be able to go see that show. Yes. But I don't want that act to be brave. You don't want to have to be brave in right. order to do that act. Right. You are not like when you go see a, uh, a Broadway show in Manhattan, you are not being brave. You are going to see a show. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have the obstacle to overcome that you do. Right. So what you're saying is you don't want to have that obstacle. Right. I'm saying like nobody wants, like, 
in order to be brave, you must be overcoming an obstacle that you don't want to overcome. And therefore, like, nobody wants to do that. They would rather just do that thing, you know? Um, With the ease of anybody else doing that thing. Right. Okay. Uh, You know, that's not to say everybody wants, like, the easiest ride in the world, but nobody wants artificial weird obstacles placed in in front of them. Um, And... And I was thinking about that, like the plight of that, you know, like a soldier. Uh, we're recording this on Memorial Day, and people look at soldiers and they think how brave they are to stand in the line of fire, mm-hmm. and they super totally are. And there are some yeah. people that very much not want to do that because I don't think there's anybody that wants to stand in the line of fire, but they want to defend their country. It's important to them. Somebody's got to do it, and they take on that, you know. That role for us. Yeah. But I imagine that they are very angry during it and afterwards and all of that, you know? Like, that's a that's a fucked up thing to have to go through. You know, to have to shoot at somebody, to get shot at, to lose people that are close to you. Mm-hmm. And... When we think, when I think about saying like those soldiers are angry about that, I almost feel guilty or weird saying that, you know, Um, because it feels like it somehow diminishes their bravery. But it's also super crazy logical, you know, like that's part of what PTSD is, you know, like the, like the dealing with that and like your brain processing it and being like scared and angry and all of those things at the same time, you know, that's an oversimplification of PTSD. So, you know, I don't want to like appear to be making light of it in any way but it, it's unfair to to expect them to not be angry of what they had to go through they felt like they had to go through it and they and they went through it and they went through it bravely mm-hmm. but they should be like allowed to feel anger yeah you know and i'm not saying anybody's telling them not to i'm just saying that like it, it's like, I could even tell, like, when I said it to you, there was a sense of, like, huh, uh, when I said it. Or maybe I just read into it. I don't I think know. so. Um, and that's not to say that what I'm going through is in any way like what a soldier is going through. I would take this over being in a, in a war any day. Yeah? Yes. Um, but. It's your own personal war, though. Yeah. But nobody's shooting at me. I can avoid injury if i am very careful <laughs> yeah i see uh, but the point is that like i i think there i think society doesn't give you a place to be mad but i think mad is a logical conclusion uh of of what you're what you're losing you know i started to put together a list of like things that i was mad at uh uh, I wrote them down in no particular order. Okay. Um, so they're going to um, vary in degrees of severity. Okay. Uh, so to, like, please don't look for an escalation because if you do, then you'll think that my priorities are very messed up. <laughs> um, okay. And I put hockey is the first thing on my list. Uh, well, that's kind of what showed you that you had an issue in the first place with your eyes. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if for those of you who maybe have not listened to that episode, uh, it's real early on. Um, 
we talked about the first time I realized something was wrong was we were playing hockey and there was a ball at my feet. Um, and it was street hockey. That's street hockey, ball yeah. Instead of a puck. Uh, and Joy and my friend Nick, who were playing with me, were like, hey, it's at your feet. And I was like, yeah, I don't see it. And it was that collective like, what? It's right at your feet. Yeah, How it's literally you? right looking there. looking right at it. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't see it. And it was one of the early warning signs. Uh, and you also love hockey. And I love hockey. Uh, yeah, and that was the thing is um, there's growing up, uh, I, I tried to play so much hockey. I couldn't play as much as I, I really wanted to, but every day I would, you know, uh, take the goal out and take shots on it. And uh, Goalie was really what I wanted to be. I mm-hmm. tried to play goal pretty much as frequently as I conceivably could. Anybody who would be willing to take shots on me, I, I would. Um, and uh, I played a little bit of, like, pickup hockey in uh, in high school. I played with my friends. Uh, and then for a year... I played on a street hockey league here in the city. Uh, and I loved it so much. Uh, it, it was so much fun because I had a team now, you know? Yeah. People that I would play with every week. And it was co-ed, uh, no contact, which was a little weird because I did kind of want to like bang into people. <laughs> but uh, And it was all comedians, right? Yeah. And it was mostly comedians. Yeah. Mostly. It was a lot of comedians. Uh, Mike Myers was in the league for a little while. You'll oh, know. Cool. I never got a chance to play with him. Because uh, he was at a different time, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a specific song. Um, this is going to sound lame, but I'll you know uh, whatever. Uh, called "Shut Him Down" from uh, the Any Given Sunday soundtrack oh. that I had <laughs> uh, on. It, this was a while ago, so it was not even on my iPod. It was like a pre-iPod, like a just an MP3 player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would listen to it almost like on repeat, going there. And it would psych me up, you know, and uh, like that, the, the ga- I only got to play goal one game and there's something very uh, like just really good feeling. I don't know the right word for it, but like when you, when you get all the goalie pads on, like one of the things that I don't even know why goalies specifically do it, partially it's adjusting pads and partially it's just getting yourself psyched up where you kind of like hit yourself with your stick, mm-hmm. you know, like you're. I've seen that in hockey games. Yeah, uh, every goalie does it. Uh, and again, like for the leg pads, it's particularly to make sure that like they'll stay in place. And generally, you're just it's just the thing that you do. And uh, every time I hear that song, I almost feel my body wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, like whenever I would do that prior to playing a game, I felt like I was at home. Like I felt like I was, you know, in the moment in a way that like I'm. Like, I'm so rarely in a, in that moment. It's where you you were... When you hear that song, it makes you think of where you are and where you belong, and you belong in that moment right there. Yeah. Uh, and you're about to play a game that you love with a, a bunch of people that you're on the same team with, and it's it's that whole feeling of, of being part of something bigger than you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that song's still on my iPod, but I don't get to play it anymore. And... Every time I hear it, it's like a, like a knife, you know? I should take it off, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I still have all the equipment in my parents' uh, basement. I brought it here, and then I asked them to bring it back because we don't have a lot of storage. And I considered getting rid of it, but I was like, no. 
Like, that's admitting that I'll never wear them again. So, I don't. <laughs> they're there, and they probably smell really bad, and they're really <laughs> crappy, and they weren't. It wasn't good equipment when I bought it, but. But it was yours. Yeah. And uh, a friend of my, a friend of ours, um, her husband still plays on that week. And when I hear about that too, like that gets me also because I want to play with him because he's an awesome dude and, and the league is still going on. I prefer to think that the league ceased to, to exist when I left it. <laughs> so you, you wouldn't know? be missing out on something, uh, something you can't miss out on something that doesn't exist. Right. So I'm mad about it, you know, cause I love hockey. I, I went to more games this year and I, and I think about like, I think about like how glad I am that I wasn't really, really good and could have played professional hockey because how much more angry would I have been <laughs> if I had discovered that, you know, right. like if I, if I had had a shot and it gotten taken away from me. Uh, but when I wanted to play, I wanted to play ice hockey when I first moved into the city and I couldn't because it was $1,500 to play for the season. Wow. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't like that wasn't even remotely an option, mm-hmm. you know, um, I could do that now. I wouldn't be like thrilled about it, but I could. Uh, but I can't. So I think I, I have the right to be mad about that. I think you so. know, I don't know what to do with that mad. I don't know where to place it, but that's one of them. Oh, maybe you put on your hockey pads, you play the song, and you hit your pads with your stick. Yeah. And then I won't be able to do anything with it. <laughs> Uh, but at least you can't hurt yourself in your ang- in your anger because <laughs> you'll be you'll be protected by your pads. That's true. Um, the next thing is uh, house. Um, we're looking to buy a house, an apartment, an apartment. Yeah, I always just say house. It's like, fine. Okay. You know, <laughs> uh, this is, I I use the word house for anything that you own an apartment for anything that you live in that you, that you rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Okay. You know, yeah, like, I see. um, it, it's wrong, but the, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, now that I understand the rules. Yeah. But. Also just to, um, jump away to a non sequitur that has nothing to do with anything. Um, there's been a debate about whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Oh, and Webster tried to claim, that like it is a sandwich because they define a sandwich as anything that has two pieces of bread. But it's really only one. And, and food in between it. Or one piece of bread with food on top of it. Really? To allow for an open face like oh, okay. sandwich. Okay, open face sandwich. Hmm. Um, what do you submit it as? Well, here's the thing. I was going back. I was like, that doesn't feel right. You know? Mm-hmm. And then John Cena, hmm. professional wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I saw him. He was co-hosting uh, the Today Show. And they brought it up to him, and he was like, well, if you're eating a hot dog, and you take the hot dog out of the bun, is it still a hot dog? And he's like, yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. It's like, then it's not a sandwich. Because <laughs> if you take the ham out of two pieces of bread, then it's just ham. But it's a ham sandwich uh, if you put them together. brilliant. We don't call it a hot dog sandwich. That's true. <laughs> You want so, a hot dog. Right. Yeah. The hot dog is still a hot dog. Um, same thing with a hamburger. Hamburger is not a sandwich. 
Nope. Um, so it's like, go you, John Cena. <laughs> wow, I'm impressed. So, yeah, uh, he was very charming. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, back to the house thing. Yes. Um, we're in the process of looking for a house or an apartment, whatever you want to call it. And, it's uh, a house by your definition. Yes. Um, and the first question um, that a, a realtor or literally anyone uh, who um, who was going to try and help you for a house is, well, how much are you looking to spend? Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I don't know. And they're like, well, how much can you afford? And I was like, I, do, I don't know. You know? And I know how much money I have. I know how much money I make. And I know how much money you have and how much money you make. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know what we can afford now. But I don't, because I don't know how this is going to proceed and because I don't know what... This it, meaning in your eyes. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what that's going to mean for my working thing. And we've talked about this before. But there's no, I mean, there's no guarantees in work in general. But I feel like, you know, if things go south for whatever reason... Like, I'm, I might not be able to find the same type of work at the same rate that I'm making right now or, or any, you know. And I was thinking about that. And I've, because I've always worked in like broadcast and stuff like that, uh, it's always been somewhat of a nomadic lifestyle. And meaning that I... I didn't know if I was going to work or not. So I've always, I'm like an Amish person in the sense of like somewhere around like 23, I decided like, this is how much I will live on forever. You know, <laughs> like, how, you know much what I mean? you, like, how much you're going to keep your monthly expenses. Right. Too? Yeah. You know, like with the Amish were like 1821, we figured it out. Like <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we're going to live from here on out. Um, I did that with like, you know, like, 19, you know, 99 or whatever the hell it was. Um, so I've been living like that nonstop. And when you, like, when you're younger, you always know, like, okay, I will sacrifice a little bit now. And when I get older, like, I'll be, you know, you know, things will be better and I'll be more stable and whatever. And I'm paying my dues and everything will be fine. Uh, and now, as we're looking at the house, I'm, I'm angry because I don't know what we can afford, you know? I don't know whether or not we have to pick a place that we don't really like because it's less horrifying, you know, to have to do that expense. Because, you know, I just turned 40. If I get a 30-year mortgage, mm. I'm 70 when that mortgage is paid off. Right. That's insanity. Yes. So what am I going to be able to afford when I'm 70? Knowing that the doctor told me that, you know, if there is no cure based on my current level of whatever and the kind that I have, 62 is what I'm going to expect to lose usable vision. 52. Well, the 52. first doctor said 52 and then he bumped it to 62. The, oh, the yeah. second doctor said 62. Why do I not remember that? I don't know. Okay. Um. But you were planning on 55 anyway. Uh, yes, I was planning on 55 anyway. But so what can I afford if I retire at 55 
that I can cover for another 15 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, like, and for your, for your average person, they could keep working. They would just say, okay, I'll just work till 65. And I'll continue to kind of, like, be frugal or whatever you want to call it. Um, I feel like I've done everything right, you know? I've tried to live modestly. I've tried to work hard. I've tried to pay my dues. I've put in the time in all the ways that I was supposed to do it. And when it's coming time now to sort of reap that reward, I don't know that I can, you know? Uh, and then I you know, I had a, have friends that have moved to other states. And I see, like, the houses that they're living in and, you know, the yards and all that. Uh, and... Like, I want that, you know? I don't I can't live in those other states because I can't get around and I would have to then trade my independence. So it it just feels like getting fucked, you know? It just feels like that that through no fault of our own, we can't have that. Or I can't have that. You could always leave me and go find a guy who can give it to you. Yeah, that's <laughs> something that's gonna happen, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you so I can Get a dishwasher. <laughs> Get a dishwasher. <laughs> and, a, and live in laundry. Hmm, now that you mentioned it. I, I hope you would leave me for a dishwasher and live in laundry. And like in apartment, in unit laundry. And you'd be okay with it? No, but I'm saying if you just left me for a dishwasher. That's not enough. Yeah. Then I'd be like real upset. Okay. Maybe but, there'd be also be an elevator. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> then, yeah, let me make Then some you'd calls. be a fool not to. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let me make some calls. I'll get back to you. Anyway, uh, so I look at that and like, and I can't help but be angry about it. And I, there's nothing I can do with that anger either. You know, it's just a question of how much I ignore it and how much of a risk we take and how scary that risk is going to be and a whole bunch of other things that like are impossible to know. And I get that anybody buying a house are going to have those risks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but some of them you feel like you can work your way through and some of them you can't, you know? And I'm just real worried about that. That's valid. So. The cool thing about the house, though, is that you're not alone on that one. You know, unless it's I true. find someone that can afford or can keep working past 55. Yeah. <laughs> then you're on your own, buddy. Uh, I'm out of here. Yeah. You got some calls in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, while you were talking, I was... Uh, I was on social media. Uh, they they sort of de-escalate from here. So I'll go through the other ones quickly. Okay. Uh, we we had talked the other day about um, how I gave up the closet. Right. Uh, because I couldn't see in the closet and uh, and I... And you wouldn't allow me to put a light in there. There's no real place to put a light. Like I... Uh, because it's so dense, like any light was basically not going to hit what it needed to hit. Okay. So I put everything in the uh, corner of our bedroom, sort of right by the window. Uh, and I uh, discovered that because the goddamn like uh, shade had broken, that I couldn't just roll up the shade. So like, in order to get anything and get the appropriate amount of light in, I had to spend one arm like holding the shade and the curtain back 
uh, while I tried to find the other thing, and it would give me like maybe a third of the light that I wanted to get. And it took every ounce of my being one day to not just destroy everything in the goddamn bedroom. Like, I was just so mad because I was like, I just want to get dressed. Like, I just want to be able to, like, like I leave the house, you know, and find the thing that I want to find. Like, it's such a simple fucking thing for people to do. Um, and I couldn't do it. And it was like, I had already compromised. I had already tried to, like, make my situation better by putting it in a place that was more functional. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't enough, you know. And that's part of the reason in all the houses that we're, we're looking for, walk-in closets with a big old freaking light <laughs> or a huge one. Uh, and I just took the blind off the window. Like, I was just, like, I'm done. And I, and I took it off, and it was glorious. Um, so that definitely made me happier. Mm-hmm. But it felt like this dumb little thing that, like... Why is it such a struggle? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, or like another thing that like people don't, one of those things that you can't activate on your anger at the time is, um, you, you ever have somebody come, come over to your computer and like, they want you to show you something on your computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I use the mouse, I need to put it into the left hand corner of the screen and then trace its way back to where I'm going. Right. Um, and when I have all the time in the world, that's a lot easier to do than when I'm trying to show somebody something on my screen. And you be like, oh, click that thing. Or, oh, go over to that. Or, what's that thing? Or, you know, whatever. Um, and you don't want to, like, go to the left-hand corner <laughs> and slowly trace its way back. Um, you're filled with that rage of just, like, go away. Like, do it on your screen. You don't get what this is doing to me right now. Like, you don't get... How fucking frustrating and angry, like, dumb this is. Like, and all it is is click on a goddamn link or hover over a thing. Or when they're like, click the X. And I was like, I don't know where an X is. Like, you know, they're like, oh, it's over there. And it's like, fucking point to it. Put your finger where it is. But you can never do that, you know? You can. No, you can ask for help. But I mean, I'm, you can saying, tell people, look, you're going to have to actually put your finger on the screen. Right. And I do. Okay. But by the time it gets there, I'm already filled with that rage. Okay. You know, like, you, you definitely can ask for help. But, like, usually by, the, like, it's either, like, immediately asking for help the second they walk over and just telling them, like, look, I don't know what you're about to say, but, like, <laughs> here are the t- 15 rules of, like, interaction or getting to a point where like that happens. Right. And those are like just a few of the things. Do Again, you have any more? Um, no, not, not, I mean, those are the ones I jotted down right beforehand. Okay. Uh, there are a bunch of others, I'm sure. But that could be another podcast. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure I have plenty of, uh, then everybody can write in and tell us what they're angry about. Yes. Um, I think, though, that, like... Which I would love for you guys to do, because yeah. I'm curious as to, like... Yeah, I, I wasn't being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> I meant it. <laughs> but I think it it's interesting, especially for, as being a sighted person, that um, 
I don't even think of those things. Like I know that you have trouble with the computer and like if we're looking for houses online, you can only do it for so long. And I figure it's because of eyes and I tend to point at stuff on your screen and I don't know how annoying that is for you, but that I started doing that. But to know that that is a trigger and how frustrating that is, at least for me as your, your partner here, Mm. it helps, it helps to know. And I'll do my best to maybe I'll drive when we're doing stuff like that. You know, Mm. maybe that's going to help at least take some of the rage away in that particular moment. I can't help with people at work, but (laughs) um, I think knowing, just having more insight into what it's like to be you and what it's like to be someone with visual issues on a daily basis. I don't like picking my clothes out. It's frustrating for me and I can see all my clothes. (laughs) (laughs) So... It just gets exponentially harder. I don't. I don't know if I mentioned this, but like I, I think it was probably like a month ago, when I was trying to figure out what clothes I was going to wear. I was like, this would be so much easier if everything was just like. But I just went with all black, and I was like, oh, what? That's why blind people do that. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> you always see like you know. You see them wearing black all the time. Yeah, and you're like, well, why do you like? Why do you just dress? I was like, oh, because you don't know what it, what it looks like. And if you just make everything black, <laughs> everything works. Yep. All the time, and you just grab a shirt and a pair of pants, and then you are done. I mean, you're I like, how did there. I not know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true too. That's true. Yeah. But you're almost there because you've got all purple shirts with right. a couple of gray, and really all of those shirts will go with all of your gray pants or your black pants. So <laughs> that's true. I think the problem that I have is the fact that I don't know which ones I've worn and which ones I haven't. Ah. So, or like how recently I've worn them. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, did I wear this three days ago or have I not worn it in a month? (laughs) Right. I don't know. We'll have to get like a rotating system. Ooh, maybe, maybe in the new walk-in closet, you can get one of those dry cleaner conveyor belt type of things where they hang up all the clothes and, and you can push a button and you just take the shirt off (laughs) and then you put it right back on and then you click the button. So the next day in, you go and pick that next shirt. Right. You know, it just keeps cycling around and you can have like a little tag and say, okay, well, when this tag gets by, a month has gone by or something like that. Yeah. And we'll have to have the awkward conversation with the guy who's like, you want me to put a rotating thing this three feet from beginning to end? <laughs> like, yes. It's no longer than your arm. But yes, by all means, I'll hook up a rotating thing. <laughs> uh, so anyway. It's something to think about. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I guess that's our podcast for this week. I guess it is. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And yeah, please do send us something that's frustrating to you. Because um, likely it's frustrating to you too. Yes. Um, one thing I, I've noticed sometimes on the street when I get angry, um, I have an overwhelming desire to snap my cane over my knee. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm most curious, like, do other people have that? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I would imagine. Because there's, there's something so frustrating about snapping something over your knee. But then you're, like, I know that I would, like, immediately regret it because then you wouldn't have your cane to get home <laughs> <Yes>. with <laughs> although people would pay attention to the blind man who just snapped his cane in half yes in they a would rage. they'd be like "Ooh, i guess we should give him some some yeah. birth <laughs> yeah um you know, like we should get away and it's like no no help me this like now i'm doing this because help me but do you look like a madman brandishing your broken cane yes um, yeah might have to work on that one yeah uh anyway i guess the point of this whole thing is just that like we, like I said, we talk about a lot of other things, but like people don't talk about being angry or mad or whatever you want to call it. Because uh, it's taboo, really. Yeah. Um, 
But that assumes that, like, if you don't talk about it, that it's not there. Hmm. And it is. Yeah. You know, it is for everybody a lot. Uh, some people are a lot more, like, uh, passive or whatever. But, like, they're just as, like, they're just better at hiding it. There's, yeah. there's anger for, there's plenty of good reasons to be angry at a lot of different things. And you can't let it consume you, but you can't, like, you can't feel bad for having it be there. And I guess that's the point that I'm trying to get across today is um, it's easy to feel ashamed of it because we've made it taboo. Mm -hmm. But but it's also so natural and there's nothing to be ashamed of because everything that you're going through has caused you to get there, you know? And there are things that you can overcome, you know? If somebody can go back and listen to this podcast and say, here are the different 10 different ways that you can mitigate all the things that you talked about being angry for. And yes, there are plenty of ways that I'm going to deal with all of those things. But that doesn't mean I need to be happy about them. I can still be angry about them. Uh, even if it won't help. <laughs> uh, Sometimes it is cathartic, though. Yeah. Because if you're being angry at this particular task, like, let's say, the, um, the mouse or the closet, then, in a way, it's easier to be angry at that particular thing than at yourself and at your disease. Yeah. Because you can break your cane over your knee. You can throw the mouse across the room. You can break the <laughs> break the <laughs> blind, which I think you did pull it off. <laughs> I did. And um, I, I mean, I, I didn't like... Rip it. Rip it. Okay, yeah. but you can do those things. You can, yeah. you can cause an effect to these things. Yes. On these things. You can Whereas, feel powerful when yes. you are powerless. Thank you. Yes. So it makes sense. And maybe, maybe that's just the bit of catharsis that you need at the time. Because mm. you, can't, you can't hurt yourself and you can't hurt your eye disease. <laughs> you know? I'd, I'd love to. Then. Oh, I know. Stick. But the, you know, failing that, you have yeah. these other things. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Okay. Thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.